Welcome to We're Not Wizards. We are the best, but not wizards. Enjoy the show! So let's start with a confession. I've always been impressed with the way that Jamie Stegmaier runs Stonemaier Games. From his initial success with Kickstarters to continual support of the community, his fundraising, his openness to talk about his own life and experiences. Like every endeavour, there's been missteps along the way. And not every game that's part of the Stonemaier portfolio can be considered to be as much of a classic to me as, say, Viticulture or Scythe. However, he continues to be one of these dependable voices trying to do the right thing. When Wingspan became a thing, I was one of the first people to interview the designer Elizabeth Hargrave, and we spoke about to her about the game before it literally stormed everywhere like a tidal wave and went on to sell over 1.6 million copies. So it was time to get it to the table and get it played and just tell you what I thought about it. Not that it's going to make uh, the slightest bit of difference to maybe what you think about it already, because you're either going to like this game already or hate it and you're just maybe interested or just curious as to whether or not it's worthwhile even listening to me giving you my thoughts in the first place, but here we go. I mean, Wingspan's an engine-building game based around the birds of North America, and as you play, you'll add cards to your own area that will allow you to increase resources, expand your collection of birds, eggs and food, and ultimately increase the number of victory points that you'll score at the end of the game. At the beginning, your turns will involve a minimum number of actions, but by the end of the game, well, the little engine that could, you'll have kind of more, less turns, but kind of more to do in each turn. And it's all about adding to your tableau in order to increase the number of effects that occur when you take a particular action. Primarily, you'll be trying to place a bird from your hand, which is better than two in the bush, in the three rows of your tableau, which are split into three types of terrain. Play a bird and place it in the matching habitat, paying the food cost. Some of the birds will have activation effects that occur when you take the primary action of that row. And the very top row doesn't have any space for playing a card, but it has a playing action where you pay eggs to play cards. Three rows underneath allow you to gather food from the bird feeder, collect eggs to be added to bird cards, or draw new bird cards from the selection tray or drop pile. You'll place a token in the row of the action you want to play in the most empty left space and then move your token over the cards in that row, activating any actions that the cards offer. Some of the actions might allow extra food. Others will allow you to store food on the card, or even add other bird cards under that card for later scoring. Every action that you take is going towards the final point point salad goal, and it's extremely rare for you to not be taking an action that adds more digits as you go. The round continues until all of your action tokens have been used, and then a bonus is rewarded based on the random criteria. Such a clever mechanic. You then leave one of your action tokens to mark out how you performed in the bonus reward, thus leaving you with one less action for the next round. After you've completed all four rounds, you'll then get into final scoring, where you'll be awarded points for pretty much everything that you've built up on the board. So you're going to total up all the points based on the value of each bird, the stored card, store food, and the winners, the player, simply with the most points. 
Now, in terms of looks, it's not that Wingspan looks overly lovely, it's just that Stonemaier really cared to make this game look as good as it could with those little touches that show they appreciate you as a gamer. They knew it was going to have players ooing and eyeing, demanding others come over and look at those Ickle Cuke eggs. The Dice Tower Bird Feeder is welcome overproduction that you didn't realise you needed. The chunky size of the food dice almost feels edible and clunky in your hand. The inclusion of the small trays to put the tokens in. The inclusions of the bigger tray to make sure the bird cards behave themselves. The pretend eggs you're definitely going to smell in public. And you're definitely going to try and taste when you think no one's looking. Those bird cards. Something endearing about all those illustrations. All the work that's gone to make them look as real as they do. You loudly comment with glee when you see the cute duck ready to be picked and played. Thy chronography is clear and obvious. It makes remembering what you're meant to be doing extremely simple. There seems to be a genuine effort to make the visuals in production work alongside the gameplay so they work in a meaningful symbiosis. So while it looks like there's too much, once you get playing you realise it's there for a purpose. In terms of learning, experience tells you that you want someone to learn your game and you make it as easy as possible for them to learn your game. And if it means that you take the time to create a player turn guide for four players to give them examples on what they should play in the first couple of turns, then that's what you do. This is exactly what's been done here with a well laid out rule book, actual turn examples, a full glossary that explains everything you need to know on how to play a game. Where a lot of games fall on their face when it comes to the teach, Stonemeyer's experience with previous games shines here, and even when faced with playing with a full five players, everyone was up and running pretty quickly without the need to continually check the rulebook while they were playing. In terms of timing, depending on the number of players, you'll probably spend one to two hours playing the game, and this increases due to the lack of simultaneous play during rounds. In the final rounds, while you have less turns, there's a chance the analysis paralysis might kick in. And that is a chance of increasing the game length. In terms of my final thoughts, well, like watching any well-renowned TV show or classic movie or trying a famous restaurant or that fresh new album from one of the greats, Wingspan is one of those games you need to experience in order to tick off the to-do list, even if it's just to see what the fuss is about. It lands doing a superhero landing with a setup that doesn't hope you've learned how to play but insists on taking you by the hand before licking a handkerchief and making sure it's wiped off that bit of dirt off your face. Their production values are solid, practical and walk that tightrope between overproduction and practical usefulness. Wingspan is very easy to learn and also allows players to become consciously competent within the first couple of rounds. There's touches here that only come from experience within the game design world. The decrease in the number of actions can take in a round works so well to balance up the increasing time you're going to be taking as you build your engine. The dice reroll mechanic when you have the same type of food results helps prevent bottlenecks for that particular action. Has anyone reviewed the game that's not mentioned the eggs at least two or three times in their appraisal? I, I, I kind of doubt it. Though, I do have some counterweight coconuts for those European praise swallows. While Wingspan has picked up this mantle of being the industry darling as the game you can get new players to play, I'm not convinced it's the game that you should be rocking onto the table as soon as your friends mention they wouldn't mind trying one of those games you've been asking us to play. There's a lot to be casting your eye over during the game and as it reaches the point where you're several cards in your tableau then it becomes analysis paralysis central. Try saying that three times fast. 
Now that might be something that will make less experienced players tap out once the real engine building kicks in. For those who like engine builders and like to be able to plan their strategy, you're often playing a game of damage limitation with a blind card drawing and lack of planning becoming clearer as the game progresses. Sometimes you'll be playing a card because you need to increase the resources you gain when you play a particular role, even though the card you're laying is down is suboptimal. I would have preferred a larger pick of cards than the three on offer as the game stands. There's a lack of negative player interaction that certainly made itself felt at higher player numbers. There's never really a way to impede somebody from creating a monster machine that would score them big at the end game. In fact, there are very few times in which a player would be offering resources to other players as part of their bird card activation. While there was a subtle interaction through the card choice in the bird feeder, it was lacking the gotcha vibe that's present in the likes of viticulture you don't really know how well you're doing against everyone else until you finish the game and that's unlikely to change on both the second third fifth tenth game in many ways wingspan is like four people all reading the same book at the same time and stopping to share their thoughts at the end of the chapter however there wasn't anyone around the the table that night to say they didn't enjoy it there wasn't anyone who wouldn't want to play it again and that in itself is is pretty special Wingspan does that most excellent thing of making you play something with layers that looks complicated but never makes you feel stupid while you play it. You'll stop and contemplate and mutter and curse yourself when you've played the wrong card or rolled the wrong dice, but there's nothing quite like it when you get to the end of the game and you're activating one bird after another, laying eggs, chucking out food and chucking away birds and feeling just like you're having the best time. Wingspan lives up to its hype with with its feathers on. If you give any tips, is get your birds down as quickly as you can and make sure you've enough food to pay for at least two to give it a good start. This review is based on the retail version of the game provided to us by the designer and publisher. We're not paid for this review. We give a general overview of the gameplay and so not all the mechanical aspects of the game can be mentioned. The majority of games that we play are going to take a reasonable number of sessions and playthroughs to fully understand every possibility that they offer. We hope this write-up gives you an idea of whether or not this game is something you consider playing or even add to your collection. Our six degrees of expectation have been written to make it easier for you to find out what is important to you as a player. Even if we don't like something, hopefully it gives you helps you decide if it's something that you would find out more about. We always suggest you check out a gameplay video to give you a better understanding of the game as it's played. If you want to read this version of the review, you can find it on our website, we'renotwizards.co.uk. Thank you for listening and goodbye. A wizard is never linked. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to.